There is no race to the bottom for managed services. We'll discuss this topic on today's MSP Zone. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Race to the bottom. Boy, we've talked about this topic a lot uh, over the years. It generally associates itself with pricing, managed services pricing, that is. And uh, I just happened to have read an article. It came out actually at the beginning of the year, so uh, five months now. Um, and I just reread the article. It's a good article, and I'll, I'll post it in the, um, in the show notes for everyone to read. Um, I'm not familiar with the gentleman who wrote it, but um, it's, uh, it's a good point and echoes a, uh, a theme that I have, uh, you know, the MSP Alliance has uh, been supporting since 21 years ago, which is the, the advocacy of the managed service provider as a profession um, and advocating the attributes and the uh, characteristics that many other professions have created to help themselves as professionals, but also to help the customers, clients, patients that they serve. Um, that's been the mantra and the almost the singular purpose of the manager, the MSP Alliance, and is also uh, at least stated by this uh, this gentleman who wrote the article. But the purpose of why I'm sharing the article with you is that talks the the writer talks about the large number of resellers who are, he calls them refugee resellers, which is actually, I hadn't thought about it, and I've never heard of that term before. But it's a good term, refugee resellers, people who have abandoned the traditional value-added reseller or you know cloud reseller, most likely, uh, marketplace. Uh, it's become commoditized. It's become very cutthroat. It's become very... Um, heavily competitive shall we say and those companies are coming into by the by the many many thousands into the msp community attempting to become msps and seek all the benefits that msps seem to enjoy at least from their perspective so i want to talk about what i want to talk about whether that's true whether this is unique whether this is the first time we're seeing this and whether that really translates into a race to the bottom. Um, the, the first question, is this new? Uh, have we seen this before? It's not new. Yeah, we have seen this before. We've seen this a lot. Uh, the very first um, you know, days and, and weeks and months of the MSP Alliance, we were right in the middle of what I thought at that time was some of the most fever-pitched um, excitement around the concept of managed services that I'd ever seen. Now, very different time. Uh, this was in the you know late 90s. Um, the dot-com era was full swing. Everybody was investing. Money was pouring in by the millions into dot-com companies. Uh, many of them, uh, a lot of them were MSPs themselves or ASPs transitioning to MSP. Um, and there's just a lot of momentum. 
uh, market and investment momentum around the business model. And it was pushing everybody to say, wow, we should, we should think about becoming an MSP. There's a lot of money in this. And then the dot-com bubble burst and the you know, 9-11 happened. And a lot of things accumulated to push. And um, this is 2001, 2002, where it pushed a lot of break-fix, VAR, reseller providers out of that market into managed services, into proactive IT management business models. That was the first major inflection point of the MSP community. Um, it had not happened before. It, it had, you know, the, the early to mid-90s were largely um, very... Uh, it's too much. It's it's. I wrote it in the book, The Art of Man and Services. I don't have to keep repeating it. But there, there was. It was a time of innovation. It was a time of of kind of limitations for the MSPs of what they could manage, just because the technologies were not evolved yet. They couldn't really do the things that they do today. Um, but that two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three time frame was a period of mass exodus uh, of break fix reseller these these ref refugee resellers that that the author talks about moving into uh, managed services and uh, the author points out and I agree with him it's happening again it's happening now because uh, uh, you know over the last probably 10 plus years ever since the financial crisis the global financial crisis of 2009 2010 You've, you've had an equal number of uh, companies also becoming MSPs, but also becoming resellers, public cloud resellers, right? It's kind of the, the more commoditized uh, uh, kind of business model there. And they are now, after a decade or so, realizing, wow, maybe, maybe we shouldn't continue on this path. Maybe we should go the path of the MSP. Um, at some point, you may realize and may wonder why now, not once but twice in a you know thirty year period, you've had two major inflection points of people, you know, businesses leaving the reseller model, the reactive break fix model, and moving towards proactive IT services, uh, folks. That is history. That is um, that's the trajectory that we're headed. It is inevitable. The managed service provider model, I've always said, is an inevitability, right? It's it's not even a choice. It's it's only a choice of how long you're going to resist it because the the break fix model has been dead. It's been broken for so many years. It's a, only a question of when do you realize it? When do you realize that your business is not sustainable purely as a break fix company? Well. So that gets us to the question of the race to the bottom. And, and this author kind of talks about the, the business operations of knowing your costs and really good MSPs uh, compared to resellers understand their costs. And I can see his point. Um, that's not to say that resellers don't understand finance. Uh, that's not, I mean, take a look at the, the office supply, copier, um, business the, the, these are really good business people. They understand businesses uh, like this. They've operated 
um, largely reseller business models for decades, you know, going back into the 50s and 60s. And they're still around. They, they got a lot of cash. They run their business as well. And they are even now getting into managed services for, for a variety of reasons. But it wasn't because they didn't understand their cost. It, they just understood finally that managed services was the next evolution that they needed to get into. But back to the concept of the race to the bottom, and, and my position is that there is no race to the bottom because, yes, it, it's a understanding of business acumen. It's an understanding of the costs uh, involved in operating and running a, a successful, profitable managed service provider practice. It's also understanding the technology, to be sure. It's also about understanding the risks the compliance requirements, the cybersecurity challenges and risks that both customer and MSP both face. We all face it. Um, it's not a question of pricing either anymore, in my opinion. It is a, it's a question of you will either survive or you won't. There's going to be no commoditized MSP I don't think there has been a commoditized MSP market out there. I don't think there are customers that value it. Um, I suppose you could say that there are some retail, you know, kind of managed services-esque models out there, but they're not really managed services at all. They're, they're largely break-fix, block, block time, you know, time and material uh, business models that are decidedly not managed services. There's nothing proactive about them. Maybe they charge you on a, on a monthly basis, maybe. But as we have talked about many, many times before, just because you bill on a monthly or regular basis does not mean you are a managed service provider. It just means that you happen to bill on a monthly basis. So is there a race to, a, to the bottom? Um, no, not if there was, and there probably was at some time, there isn't any more, in my opinion. The race to the bottom that we saw 15 years ago was a race to the bottom of those refugee resellers, to borrow the author's term, uh, who were reverting very quickly, very quickly back into their old reseller ways. They found the managed services model too complex, too challenging. They said, well, I've tried this. I bought the RMM platform. I bought the ticketing platform, but... Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore like this. I'm going to do it my old way. And that caused a pricing race to the bottom, definitely. And, and we saw it a lot. It happened in a lot of places. It happened in Florida. You know, I remember back in the day, there were so many, um, it didn't only happen in Florida, but Florida is one of those places where we just saw an incredible amount of MSPs who were complaining about their competition pricing very quickly to the bottom in order to be competitive. And um, it happened in other areas, but it's just Florida is one of those places that stands out in my mind. But today, you, you don't really see that. Um, you don't see the same pricing pressure anymore. Uh, what you see are companies, MSPs, who are either taking cybersecurity and compliance seriously and those who don't. Now, that's a pretty stark contrast, but it, I, it's one I believe in. Y you have a lot of MSPs who take very seriously their obligations to safeguard not only themselves, but their customers. They take the obligation to 
acquire and utilize the proper technologies and employ the right process and the right controls in order to make sure that their practice, their MSP practice is safe and secure for their customers. And then you've got MSPs who say, oh, I don't need to do this because I don't, I'm not, I don't host the data. I'm giving you one example. I, I hear it a lot. And if it wasn't for the fact that the, oh, I don't have to do this, and the this is taking extra precaution for security, taking extra steps to make sure that they're safeguarding themselves because they think, well, I don't, unless I host the data, then I don't have to do these things. And there's other examples of that where they say, I don't do this, therefore I don't have to take uh, a step towards compliance or transparency or security. And these are very dangerous beliefs to have as an MSP. For you to think about compliance and cybersecurity risk as, you know, no, they don't. They don't apply to me. I, I'm. I'm. I don't have to do any of that because that doesn't. It's not not applicable to me. That's not a race to the bottom. That's that's a race to extinction. There is no market for that. There is no long term market for providers who believe in that concept. So the race to the bottom that we had before, where there was a plentiful, uh, maybe not plentiful, but there was enough business around for those bottom feeding providers to do well or to survive at least. I don't think that that's true anymore. I honestly don't. I think that the compliance changes that we've seen over the last five years and the changes that we continue to see and will see over the next five or 10 more years, they, they have set a minimum threshold for service providers that can no longer be avoided. Meaning that there's no below that threshold below that is not a not bottom feeding below that is is practicing outside the norms of society and that's not bottom feeding that's that's something else and yeah you have to know what your costs are the the author is right you you have to be professional um you know a reasonable level of professionalism, according to the author's words. Uh, I agree with all that. What I'm saying is that bar has been set higher and will likely continue to rise over the next couple of years. And that people below that, um, you know, we, we should be watchful of those providers. We should be educating customers about those providers. We should be educating those customers that those providers almost always are not MSPs. There's something else. You know, the, these, these resellers out there are not MSPs. And we've talked about this for many, many, many years, is that the, the understanding of what an MSP is truly and what an MSP is not is so critical uh, to our professional integrity, to, to legitimate MSPs uh, thriving and not having to deal with these refugee resellers who, who just come out there and bottom feed and, and nip at their ankles and, and pester them and, and confuse the market. That's the, the damaging thing for me is that they confuse 
the wider market as to what is the true um, level of professional service that is required. What is the obligation, the duty of the MSP? Um, we, we don't want these resellers setting that bar. And that's the challenge, and that's the race to the bottom that, that we kind of rejected the MSP Alliance because we have fought for 21 years to set a bar that is reasonable, that is fair, that can be obtained by MSP large or small, right? We, we, we have spent a great deal of time trying to enforce and apply and advocate for standards that are not just for the big MSPs because you know, we, we saw that and that's one of the reasons why the MSP lines came about is because there were other MSP groups out there that were completely for the uh, large enterprise MSP. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're, those are members of our group as well, but the vast majority of MSP Alliance members are not large enterprise-focused MSPs. They're small MSPs. They, they focus on and serve small businesses themselves. And the standards that apply to the large enterprise MSPs ought to apply equally to the small MSP. And in that regard, there can't be a race to the bottom. There can't be a race to the bottom if the standard is equal and applied equally. And I suppose that's the larger point that we're trying to make today. I'm trying to make that today. So um, maybe it's a question of semantics. Maybe it's a question of, you know, of behavior and how we interpret it. But the race to the bottom, no, no. If you're racing to the bottom, you're racing to extinction. You're racing to a business model that has nothing to do with managed services. Um, if you're doing things that are paying attention to security, you're trying to improve your security, you're trying to improve your customer security, you're trying to become more compliant, you're trying to encourage your customers to become more compliant. If you're doing those things, running your business well, trying to help your customers run their businesses well, at least the technology parts of it, you're not racing to the bottom. You're not cutting your costs. You're not cutting corners. You're doing the things that you need to do. You're doing it in a safe way. You're being a good MSP. And that, again, no race to the bottom in that model. And so let, let the others, you know, run themselves out of business, honestly. Um, we always need more good MSPs. I've always said, and I will continue to say until it changes, that there are more, there's more demand for qualified managed services than there are qualified MSPs to provide them. I really believe that's true. And uh, this article, I think, is a, is a good article that kind of talks about that and, and puts it in a slightly different context than I've, I've seen it. So give it a read. Let me know what you think. Um, send us your comments. And uh, we always like to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, MSPZone at MSPAlliance.com is the email. Um, shoot us an email there. Let us know if you like this uh, content, uh, if you have any thoughts about it. And um, as always, stay safe out there. And until next time, this is Charles Weaver for the MSP Zone. 
much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone. Zone.